don't be a dummy, come with mummy. And she's doing the the gaslighting and the, mm. the girl bossing. And the gatekeeping. Hello, 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 hello. We're back. It's April. Oh my gosh, we have a new month. April showers bring May flowers. We can only hope. Fingers <laughs> freaking crossed, am I right? Yeah, we have a very exciting theme month coming at you, back by popular demand. We are bringing back, we are resurrecting animated April. Oh my gosh. You guys have told us for the past like two years that... Our animated April episodes are some of your favorites. So we were like, all right, let's get it back on the books. Let's knock out a couple more classics. Definitely. Uh, Honestly, I love animated April because I typically don't reach for the animated film. Yeah. And I'm already tickled. You know, I'm really, (laughs) I'm really vibing. I enjoyed the first pick. Yeah. Should we just like tell them? What- Wait. Oh, actually, before we jump into it, I do want to say this is an intercontinental recording. <laughs> it's true. I am coming to you live from Macau as we speak. Uh, it is mm-hmm. 11.30 in the morning for me, 11.30 at night for Mo. So <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We got to do what we can to keep the pod alive, you know? Yeah. Grind never stops. Girl bossing, it's a hard life, but it's my life. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, Christina, what movie are we doing today? Today, we are doing an absolute classic, one of my favorite Disney films, 2010's Tangled. I have never seen this movie before. So wild to me because I watch yeah. it so much. <laughs> Well, I remember us talking about how um, the scene with the lanterns, I think you you were like, I love it. Yeah. It's like one of your favorite scenes. And so I was really excited to see it because you enjoy it. And it was really good. I was like, damn. It makes me want to kind of do a marathon of like the ones I haven't seen, like Brave and Moana and Frozen. I've never seen Frozen. Whoa. So maybe I'll do that. Who knows, though? I mean, I... (laughs) So many movies out there. So many movies. I I mean, I talk about this probably more than most people do, but I personally think that this movie should have gotten the adoration and praise Mm -hmm. that Frozen got. I think it's a far better movie, in my opinion. Don't come for me. Um, And it's just... It's such a beautiful, heartfelt film with so much charm like the characters have so much personality and charm even the non-speaking yeah. ones of which we have quite a few and i really i really love it so with that being said shall we get into the numbers let's get into the numbers the numbers baby so the budget for the film was 260 million doll hairs that is a lot of doll hairs. A lot of doll hairs. And they made $592.4 million in the box office. So mm-hmm. very big return. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a really high number. Apparently, it was the most expensive Disney film in the animated canyon. The canon? I don't know why I keep saying canyon, <laughs> dude. I think I have the Grand Canyon on the brain. 
Yeah, yeah. in the animated <laughs> canon, the most expensive film. Yeah. We were reading that they had to develop a lot of uh, new tech for this movie. This was also the first like yeah. CGI uh, Disney princess movie that they did. The last mm-hmm. one before this was Princess and the Frog, which was that more like cartoon style animation. So right, right. They especially had to develop a lot of stuff for Rapunzel's hair because that was really difficult to animate. And like, given that this movie came out 13 years ago, it looks incredible. Like, it looks like it could have been released oh, yeah. today. Like, they did a, a fantastic job because they had been developing a Rapunzel movie at Disney for like almost 20 years before this one got made. Initially, I think it was brought to the studio in like the 90s. And then they had a couple different failed attempts. Like they were going to do a modernized version set in like San Francisco or something. And then they were going to do a more like Shrek style satirical fairy tale. But they just Mm. went back to basics. Thank God. Yes. Because we got this beautiful, endearing fairy tale and i love that sometimes Mm -hmm. you just gotta go hey what if we don't do an adaptation i mean this is an adaptation (laughs) but what if we don't like go sicko mode what if we just don't we don't put a weird spin on it right we just honor the story just keep it close to the vest yeah it is kind of crazy though that they were looking for a british actor to play Flynn Rider. Mm-hmm. And Zachary Levi put on a British RP accent to audition. And then they were like, actually, yeah. fuck that shit. <laughs> I would love an American accent in the film. So mm-hmm. I just don't even know why they would want that considering it's supposed to be in Germany. But Well, sure. I mean, in a lot of movies, when something is set in a European country, they just have people do British accents if they're speaking English. Right, right. Which I've never understood. Right. And it would make sense for Rapunzel to not have a British accent since she, like, had never been out in the world. Mm. So, like, if Mother Gothel didn't have one, then she wouldn't have one because she's never spoken to another human. <laughs> but but Mother Gothel just kind of has, like, a transatlantic accent. Yes. Yeah. Mother <laughs> Gothel played by the incredible Donna Murphy. Oh, my gosh. She's so good in this role. She's great. She's great. Of course, we also have the incredible 2000s queen, Miss Mandy Moore, as Rapunzel. She is great. She, again, has so much charm and sweetness and personality and really brings dear Rapunzel to life. Uh, She said that she had always dreamed of being a Disney princess, so getting to do this movie was like a, a childhood dream come true for her. And in her audition, she actually sang a Joni Mitchell song. She sang the song help me which i thought was a very cool choice yeah she i always forget that she has a good voice um Mm -hmm. because i never really listened to her music yeah i really only listened to candy Mm, yeah if i'm listening to mandy Moore, yeah yeah oh you told me this actually that in order (laughs) to come up with a character design for flynn they had a woman in the office bring in pictures of their ideal hot man to take like bits and pieces from each one. And I'm like, okay, if I were in that office, mm-hmm. if I were in that office, <laughs> who, yeah, who are you bringing? What, who's your top Milo three? Milo Ventimiglia. Oh, excellent choice. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't say his name when you were asking for our top celebrity crushes. Who did you, you said Idris, Elba, Hunter Schaefer, and Dave Franco? Those were your picks? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did this thing where I created AI um, amalgamations of our celebrity crushes. So for me, I picked <laughs> um, Adam Brody, Sam Claflin, and Henry Golding. Oh, created a beautiful, beautiful man with that. <laughs> I'd love to see the cross between Hunter Schaefer and Milo Ventimiglia. Probably a very beautiful, beautiful, very individual. beautiful, <laughs> very beautiful. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just to make Flynn Rider look like Milo Ventimiglia, it's not that hard. Yeah. Just one man. Just make him <laughs> look like that man. Yeah. Oh, I can't talk about him because I'm going to get too sidetracked. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, right? Um, our last little fun fact we have for you is that the Kingdom of Corona, which, um, you know, Tangled is actually set in Germany, but the kingdom was inspired by the real life Mont Saint-Michel on the Normandy coast. So it's a place you can actually go visit. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize it was based off of that. Yeah. And before we jump into it, just want to remind you that today our Titanic episode is out on Patreon. You guys voted and we delivered. So if you are interested in hearing many, many hours of Titanic discussion. Yes. For the low, low price of $5 a month, it could be yours. So (laughs) (laughs) head on over if you're interested. So many hours of note-taking, of recording, (laughs) of editing. Um, But it's all good because it's all for you, and I know you're going to love it, but I'm begging you just for a little while. No more three-hour movies. (laughs) Let's let's get a couple 90-minute movies back on the docket. (laughs) Yes. So we get an opening narration. Our narrator tells us that this is the story of how they died. But don't worry, it's actually a very fun story. And the truth is, it isn't even mine. This is the story of a girl named Rapunzel. At which point I said, wow, this is an adaptation of Rapunzel, which I didn't even know. Like, I, it makes sense, but I just didn't put two and two together. I guess if you, like, didn't look at the poster. Yeah. And you didn't know anything about it, you'd just be like, Tangled, what's that? I mean, it came out 13 years ago. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, but yeah. I, I will say I do like that they called it Tangled because, you know, it gives allusions to the fact mm. that Rapunzel is – you know, tangled in a in a web of lies that she has been been raised in that she must detangle herself from. Absolutely. And we learn it starts with the sun. Once upon a time, a single drop of sunlight fell from the heavens and grew into a magic golden flower. It had the ability to heal the sick and injured. And we see this old woman who's like encroaching upon the flower. And centuries later, a kingdom grew, and the queen was about to have a baby, but she got really sick. And I'm like, what year is this? Child immortality. (laughs) Or sorry, child mortality rates. So, like, everyone just went on the hunt for this magic golden flower, and I'm like, you're telling me this is the first time that you've put resources into finding the healing flower? Right. Like, if that's a possibility... Are people not looking for that always? It should have been a bigger priority. Yeah. Right. And back to the old woman. Instead of sharing the son's gift, this woman, Mother Gothel, 
hoarded its powers and used it to keep herself young for hundreds of years. All she had to do was sing the flower song and it would make her look young again. So one day, Gothel hears this search party coming to her and she hides the flower under a basket, but as she runs away, accidentally knocks it over and the flower ends up being found by the royal guards. (gasps) Yeah. So they dig up the flower and turn it into a tea, which the queen consumes and it heals her. And the princess is born with just beautiful golden hair. Voila, it's Rapunzel. Wow. So to celebrate the birth of the princess, they launched a flying lantern into the sky. But then in the dead of night, Gothel in her creepy little cape snuck into the baby's nursery. Mm -hmm. She sings the song to make Rapunzel's hair glow, and she tries to cut a little piece to keep it for herself. But when she cuts the hair, the strands turn brown all the way to the root, and they lose their magic. Oh, no, the horror of brown hair, I guess. (laughs) It is kind of crazy that it just, like, shrivels up. It's like, oh, nasty. Disgusting Um, brunette. My God. They should have just made it turn, like, gray or, like, white or, like, lose all all color. But there's no good solution here. Alas. So Gothel decides, instead of, you know, cutting her losses, maybe being like, you know what? I've been alive for 400 years. I guess this is it for me. She's like, no. I'm going to kidnap this baby. So she (laughs) steals the baby and disappears into the night. The kingdom searched and searched, but they couldn't find Gothel's secret tower in the forest where she raised Rapunzel as her own and was determined to keep her hidden. But the walls of the tower couldn't hide everything. And each year on Rapunzel's birthday, the kingdom released thousands of lanterns into the sky in the hope that one day their lost princess would return. Wow. Little did Rapunzel know that they were for her. We flash forward. Rapunzel is all grown up, and she's playing hide-and-seek with Pascal, her friend, her confidant, her pet chameleon. Her sidekick, yeah. Yeah, for the 80th time. And she's like, best, you know, 23 out of 42 (laughs) or something. Yeah. And Pascal wants to leave, but Rapunzel's like, you know, we can't. She's like, I'm stuck in this tower. Um, Besides, it's not so bad in here. And then we get the beautiful song, one of the first of many, When Will My Life Begin? Great song. Yes, definitely. Highly recommend doing your chores, cleaning your house to this song. (laughs) It's a great motivator. That's fantastic. And we just go through Rapunzel's daily routine. She wakes up at 7 a.m., does her chores, reads some books, does paintings. Her entire room is filled with these beautiful murals. Like Mm -hmm. she loves to paint and just like create. She's an artiste. Yeah. She's an artiste, um, a Renaissance woman. Mm -hmm. And she plays guitar. She knits, cooks, and just simply wonders, when will my life begin? And I'm like, same. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? I know. So she manages to find one space on the wall that hasn't been painted yet. 
and starts a new mural. She's like, after lunch, it's puzzles, darts, and baking. It's just so much. Like, I mean, after 18 years, I guess, you kind of just have to make shit up in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then she brushes her hair, which is literally 40 feet long. And I'm like, you know, not trying to come for anyone, but (laughs) if we were trying to be more realistic, like, that shit would have, like, dirt and twigs in it. So. But she never goes outside and she keeps a very clean home. I guess I hear what you're saying, but, like, (laughs) If your hair was dragging on the ground, yeah, there might be a couple dust bunnies in dude. there. <laughs> so she says, tomorrow night, the lights will appear just like they do on her birthday each year. And she's like, what is it like up there where they glow? Now that I'm older, mother just might let me go. Wow. Mm-hmm. I hate to say I just got chills thinking about the melody. <laughs> It's a beautiful song. I also love that um, it's a mostly, it's a very like acoustic guitar heavy song, which I feel like we don't really see in a lot of the, the you know, Disney princess movies that came out before this. It's more like orchestral sounding music, but I love yeah. that it's just like acoustic guitar. You got some drums in there. I liked it. Very, you know, very 2010. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut over to the one, the only, Flynn Rider. He is, you know, a lovable scoundrel, beautiful man, thief. He's in the middle of a heist with uh, the Stabbington brothers. So they lower him into the throne room at in, like, the kingdom to steal the royal crown behind the guards' backs. And one of the guards sneezes and Flynn just goes hay fever and he's like yeah then was like what the fuck the brothers pull flynn out of there and the guards go after him so we got a little comic relief from the jump already there meanwhile back in the tower rapunzel is telling pascal that today is the big day because she's finally going to ask mother gothel dot 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 Right on cue, Mother Gothel calls down from the ground, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And they have this like little pulley system and everything for her to loop her hair down. Like, that's abusive. (laughs) There's so much that's abusive in this relationship. That's true. But she pulls her mother up into the tower, crazy arm strength for sure. I don't know if you've seen, I I think we might have talked about it in a previous episode, but... um, there was this BuzzFeed series where they were like trying out different um, things that you see in Disney movies and seeing if they're possible. Like, <gasps> yes, yes, the, the shoes, the yes. glass slippers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I thought she was gonna break her ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's precarious. <laughs> but I think that they did one for this movie to see if you could lift a human with. Hair, like with your hair. What do they use? Like, what do they use? They use extensions that they like. I can't remember the specifics if they like sewed it into her hair or what, but I think she did manage to like pull somebody just barely off the ground. Um, that sounds insanely hair. painful, <laughs> yeah. But I guess if you're if you have the extensions and you're holding it, yeah, like you would have to I hold don't know. it so yeah. it's not like the base of your neck that's doing the pulling. It's like your arm yeah. that's doing the pulling. Because I don't know who's seen Saw out there. There's a pretty gruesome scene Ew. where someone's hair gets pulled. 
and it's not great. That's going to be a fucking yikes from me, bro. Yeah. So Mother Gothel finally gets into the tower and Rapunzel is like, hey, I just wanted to bring up like tomorrow, you know, my birthday. But Mother Gothel is too preoccupied, staring in the mirror. She's like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, look in here. What do you see? I see a strong, confident, beautiful young lady. Oh, look, you're here too. Ha ha ha. Like, <laughs> And that's when I knew. And that is when I knew that she sucked. Yeah. That's when I knew she like for real sucked. Yeah. Classic narcissist mother tendencies. Yeah. All over the place with this one. It's so interesting to me that they decided to do a narcissist kind of like, I don't like the word toxic because I think it's super vague and right. sometimes it's like not used. Um, it's like used for people who actually are not and it's right. like just derogatory. I don't know. But yeah. I did think it was interesting that they didn't make her a traditional villain who's like, I'm trying to kill you. It's like a manipulative, undermining, Mm -hmm. like gaslighting type of situation. I did think that was really clever. Yeah, definitely. And like, obviously the term gaslighting is thrown around all the time and like usually not correctly. Yeah. But this movie is like literally gaslight the movie. Like that's what. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Mother Gothel is like, oh, I'm I'm so exhausted, dear. Sing for me, please. So Rapunzel like rushes Mother Gothel over to her chair, hands her the brush, and like speeds right through the flower song. She's like, flower gleam and glow, let the power shine, make the clock reverse, make everyone's of mine, before like <laughs> Gothel can even get the benefits. Rapunzel then reminds Mother Gothel that tomorrow is her birthday, and since she's turning 18, what she really wants for this birthday is to see the floating lights. And Mother Gothel is like, oh, you mean the stars? Gaslighting. But Rapunzel- Right. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel's like, well, no, see, the thing is, I charted all the stars, and they're always constant, but these lights only happen once a year- on my birthday, and I can't help but feel like they're meant for me, mm-hmm. and I need to see them in person and know what they are. And then evil villain song begins. <laughs> Love the evil villain song. Mother knows best, and Mother Gothel sings to Rapunzel about. I I can't remember the melody. It's just the mother knows best. Right, Listen right, to your right. Mother. <laughs> It's like, yeah, classic villain shit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you have to stay inside. You have to avoid poison ivy and cannibals and thugs and ruffians. The plague. Just, yeah, <laughs> just stay inside. You need your mom to take care of you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Munchinson's mm-hmm. by proxy over here. And she, like, really goes in on Rapunzel. She tells her she's sloppy and underdressed, immature, clumsy. She kind of puts this narrative in her head where if she goes out, they're just going to, like, eat her alive. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know enough. She really, like, infantilizes her and cuts – um, yeah, just cuts down her confidence. And Mother Gothel tells her she has one request. She can never ask to leave the tower again. Or she'll regret it. And then she goes back down the tower and Rapunzel is alone again. Yeah, I mean, it's a a classic manipulation tactic where she 
makes Rapunzel think that she like believe that she is so weak and fragile and couldn't possibly be out in the world as like, yeah. you know, a method of controlling her. And of course she's going to listen to her mother because that is like what you're supposed to do. Like your mother knows best. She's looking out for you. And when mm-hmm. she tells you that you are like basically a worthless piece of shit who can't survive in the real world, of course she's going to listen. Yeah, of course. So we go back to Flynn and the Stabbington brothers. They are running through the woods. Uh, he has that little crown in his satchel. And that's when Flynn notices one of his many wanted posters that we'll see throughout the film. And he's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. They just can't get my nose right. And in every single <laughs> one, he has like a different nose. It's a good It's a good little bit. I liked it. It's a good fit. The royal guards are pulling up on them. The guys are running off, but they end up at a dead end. And Flynn is like, okay, give me a boost and then I'll pull you up. And I'm like, Flynn, (laughs) your skinny little chicken arms and these two gigantic ogre people. Yeah. Like, cannot emphasize enough how large and beefy these brothers are. Yeah. And Flynn's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll totally help you up. So they, of course, don't believe him. So they're like, okay, give us the satchel then. So he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't trust me, but whatever. As long as it, you know, if that helps, fine. So he climbs up the guys to the edge, and then they're like, okay, pull us up. And he's like, oh, see, I would, but my hands are full. He stole the <gasps> satchel on the way up. Clever. That little so-and-so classic <laughs> So he runs off as the guards are chasing after him. They're shooting arrows. But he actually manages to, like, swing around on a vine and, like, knock the guard off of his horse and then lands on the horse himself. But this horse stops dead in his fucking tracks because he knows that, you know, Flynn is the villain. Right. They're supposed to be catching and refuses to move forward. The bag also like gets flung on a tree branch. So Flynn and this horse, whose name is Maximus, are trying to like get at the bag. Maximus is the most determined guard horse I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. They end up like climbing a- across this branch, hanging over like a valley. It's looking like Niagara Falls over there. A canyon, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a big old cannon. Yes. Um so he does manage to, like, grab the satchel, but the branch can't sustain their weight. It breaks off, and they end up tumbling down to the valley below. Somehow they survive this. I That really floored me. Yeah. I thought that's when he was going to die or something. I don't know. Yeah. This is where we remember it's a Disney movie. And the exactly. laws of physics do not apply. So... He ends up finding the satchel and also behind a wall of vines, a hidden cave. Mm. So he walks through the cave to hide from the Stabbington brothers and and he goes at the other end to see Rapunzel's tower. Mm. So he's like, sure, let's hit it. And he uses some arrows to climb up to the tower and then he opens his satchel. And that's when Rapunzel bangs him on the head with a skillet. Just like immediate iron skillet to the skull. Mm-hmm. And I thought she killed him. But, <laughs> and she moves his hair out of his face and kind of like pauses. And I'm like, yeah, he's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So then Flynn wakes up and she just knocks him out again. 
absolute brain damage. Um, but I was I was saying to Mo before we started, like, imagine you have never seen a man before in your entire life, and this is the first one you see. Like, you're ruined forever. Yeah. Your standards are sky high forever. Forever, ever. <laughs> so Rapunzel has this unconscious man in her home, and we have this great montage of her, like, trying to stuff him into the closet, and he just keeps, like, falling. His limp body keeps falling out. It is – it's great. I really, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And when she finally manages to stuff him in there, she's like – I have a person in my closet. I have a person in my closet. Oh my gosh. Like, take that, mom. You thought I couldn't handle myself? I can handle myself. And that's when she notices the crown in his satchel. So she pulls it out and she like puts her arm through it. And Pascal's like, no, that's not it. Eventually she ends up trying it on her head and like looks in the mirror. And Pascal's like, oh. No, that's not it either. Couldn't possibly be. <laughs> he has no, like Pascal has no speaking lines, but the way that they have animated him, he has so much personality. Yeah, so much comedic relief. Definitely. So Mother Gothel then calls from below for Rapunzel to let down her hair. So Rapunzel pulls her mother up, and Gothel is like, "Oh, Rapunzel, I have a surprise for you." And Rapunzel's like, "Yeah, I have a surprise for you too." And Mother Gothel is like, I'm going to make hazelnut soup, your favorite. Wow. And Rapunzel keeps trying to, like, talk to her, being like, hey, so, like, about that conversation before. Like, I know, like, you didn't want to talk about it, but, like, listen, she keeps inching closer and closer to the closet to, you know, reveal Flynn. But eventually Mother Gothel, like, yells at her to stop. And she's like, enough. You are never leaving this tower. That's crazy. Yeah, and like the heartbreak and hurt in Rapunzel's eyes, devastating. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, the the manipulative narcissist pops up again and Mother Gothel is like, oh, now that I've yelled, look at me, now I'm the bad guy. So that she can guilt Rapunzel into forgiving her for yelling. Yeah. And... Rapunzel decides not to tell Mother Gothel about Flynn. She's like, um, I just wanted to say that I decided what I wanted for my birthday. Some new paint. Mm. That one that, you know, you brought me one time made from shells. And Gothel's like, that's a three-day journey, Rapunzel. And she's like, I'm sorry, I just, I just thought it would be a better idea than the floating lights. Wow. So Mother Gothel agrees. Yeah, like mother like daughter. Mm. So Mother Gothel goes on the journey to get these rare seashells. And Rapunzel's like, love you. And she's like, love you more. And then Mother Gothel's finally like, I love you the most. And just the one upping (laughs) constantly is so much already. But to add insult Mm -hmm. to injury, um, she's a bad person. So. So Rapunzel waves as Mother Gothel, you know, makes her way on her journey. And once she's out of sight, she takes the chair out from in front of the wardrobe and opens the door. And Flynn is still there. He's still unconscious. So Rapunzel decides to tie him up to a chair. And Pascal tries to wake him up by, like, giving him some little snaps. 
some little slaps, and then he sticks his tongue in his ear. <laughs> and it's honestly so funny because they like chat. Flynn is like, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you found me, but can I just say, hi. <laughs> How's it going? Immediate flirt mode. (laughs) Immediate flirt mode. He's like, listen, I know what my strengths are, and I'm going to use them. (laughs) And it's not me ripping out of this. No. So Rapunzel asks, uh, who else knows her location? And Flynn is like, you know, I was gallivanting through the forest. I just randomly found your tower, Uh, which is a half truth. Sure. Sure. (laughs) And he realizes that he doesn't have his satchel and asks her where it is. And Rapunzel's like, well, I've hidden it somewhere you will never find. So immediately he's like, it's in the pot, right? So she knocks him out again with the frying pan. He once again comes to because of Pascal's ear or his tongue in his ear. And that gag is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, all right, now it's hidden. So she asks if he's here to steal her hair, and Flynn is like, oh, listen, lady, uh, the only thing I want to do with your hair is get out of it. I just stumbled upon your tower. I was looking for a place to hide. That's the, that's it. It's the whole truth. So Rapunzel then has like a cute little aside where she's talking to Pascal, and she's like, yeah, I think he's telling the truth, too. Like, you know, I, I need somebody to help me. So... They turn back around to Flynn, and she's like, all right, here's the thing, Flynn Rider. I'll make you a deal. I need you to act as my guide and bring me to the lanterns and return me home safely. Yes. And then I'll give you your satchel back. And he's like, "Uh, I'm not exactly on good terms with the kingdom right now, so I shan't be doing that. But she then, like, pulls his chair over to her, and she's like, listen, something brought you here fate destiny and he says a horse and he can take apart this tower brick by brick but without her help he will never find his satchel and he's like that's all you want like just to see these lanterns and she's like yes and then i promise i'll give you back your bag and i never ever break a promise Mm. and he's like all right you know i didn't want to have to do this but you leave me no choice. And he looks up and we hear as he does oh his uh, his smolder, which does not work. No. He's like, wow, this is really an off day for me. But he does give in and says he will take her to the lanterns. So then we get the when will my life begin reprise Rapunzel scales down the castle and just sings about her life beginning. She's beyond excited to finally be out of the tower. But then she starts oscillating between being very excited and just beating herself up about disobeying Mother Gothel. She'll be like frolicking through the forest and be like, I'm never going back. And she'll be like, I'm a horrible daughter. What the day di- like, what the fuck did I do? And so Flynn tells her that she seems to be at war with herself, but she like needs to do this. It's a part of growing up. And he puts this reverse psychology into her and makes her feel guilty about sneaking out. But then she's like, no, I need to see the lanterns. So luckily they do proceed, and she threatens to use her skillet on him again. <laughs> and this is when the skillet becomes 
it just becomes a part of the rhetoric. It becomes part of the zeitgeist. It's it's a character in the story, if you will. <laughs> yeah. It's just as important as Pascal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as a total uh, separate non sequitur, like, the bushes start rustling and Rapunzel's like, oh, my God, thugs, ruffians, you know, protect me. But it's just a bunny. Mm. And she apologizes to Flynn. She's like, I'm a little jumpy. And I'm like, yeah, who wouldn't be when you're like a fucking bubble yeah. boy in a tower your whole life? God, I've thought about bubble boy in so many years. <laughs> a little uh, Mr. Hall for you. Mm-hmm. So Flynn tells her he knows a great place to eat. You'll know it when you smell it. And meanwhile, Maximus is sniffing around for Flynn, but he just comes across Mother Gothel. And Mother Gothel realizes that Maximus is a palace horse. And she's like, where's your rider? And then she thinks about Rapunzel. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my gosh. I just want to go back really quick to, like, that that scene when she exits the tower for the first time. Because I think it is some of, like, my favorite animation in this whole film, apart from the lantern oh, scene. Oh, wow, yeah. Because it is just, like, the pure embodiment of, like, joy and ecstasy for Rapunzel as we see, like, her foot sink into the grass for the first time. And, like, obviously all the sounds of nature are heightened for us in the sound design because, like, she is experiencing it for the first time. So she is, like, so attuned to all of these sounds that she's never got to hear up close before, like, the sound of wind going through grass. And, um... Mm. The lyrics that she sings uh, at the end of the reprise, I'm going to read them just because I think they're very beautiful. Yeah, go ahead. Just smell the grass, the dirt, just like I dreamed they'd be. Just feel that summer breeze the way it's calling me. For like the first time ever, I'm completely free. I could go running and racing and dancing and chasing and leaping and bounding, hair flying, heart pounding and splashing and reeling and finally feeling that's when my life begins. Beautiful. Poetry. Poetry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a really beautiful moment. And I do like how throughout the film, she doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. And she's just like soaking everything in and just being raw mm-hmm. and completely just like so green to everything, but she's ready to soak all of these experiences up. We'll talk about it further later, but (laughs) I really just loved the way they portrayed Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. I think that the character was incredibly dynamic and uh, they just did a great job in embodying her desires. And I feel like the idea of coming of age Mm -hmm. and wanting to branch out from what you know and question things that you believe to be true, mm-hmm. which is like a much heavier concept than previous princess movies, right. like the old Disney. Yeah. So I just, I thought it was a great characterization, mm-hmm. especially so early on. Definitely. So mother Gothel races back to the tower. She calls for Rapunzel. Of course, she doesn't answer. So we then see that there's actually another entrance to the tower. She like, pulls off all these rocks to reveal like a secret entrance with a staircase. She races up to the tower, but Rapunzel is nowhere to be found. 
she starts freaking out when suddenly she notices something glimmering under the stairs. It is the crown. So she pulls it out and then also finds Flynn's satchel with his wanted poster in it. So she goes to her bedside table and grabs a dagger. Whoa. Meanwhile, we go to the Snuggly Duckling, the charming little pub that Flynn has selected. Uh, They open the door, and it is a bar full of ruffians and thugs. Oh, my goodness. Rapunzel. She starts freaking out. She is, you know, holding her, her frying pan out, ready to defend herself. And Flynn is like, oh, my gosh, you know... If you can't handle this, maybe we should go home because, like, this is a five-star joint. You know, if this is too rough for you, I don't think you're cut out for the real world. So they're about to leave when the thugs recognize Flynn from his wanted poster. Um, I think one of them, like, slaps it on the door and Flynn moves his thumb down to reveal that, once again, the nose is completely off. But they know it's him and they want that reward money, so they send somebody off to go get a guard and, you know, try to capture him and keep him here. Rapunzel jumps on them and stops them and is like, listen, I need him. He's supposed to take me to the lanterns. It's always been my dream. It's the most important day of my life. Haven't any of you ever had a dream? And then this one ruffian with a hook hand (laughs) pulls out his axe. He goes up to Rapunzel and says... I had a dream once. So Hook Hand sings about how despite his evil look, his temper, and his, you know, Hook Hand, he has always <laughs> yearned, just dreamed of being a concert pianist. The whole freaking joint chimes in, <laughs> and some of their dreams are like finding love, being a florist, an interior designer, miming, baking, sewing, knitting, puppet shows, and collecting ceramic unicorns. And then all of these, like, thugs are just, like, really soft people. They're just, like, total softies. And like, oh, my dreams, my love, my life. And then they're like, hey, Flynn, you know, what's your dream? And he doesn't say anything. So they all point their swords at him. And it cuts from, like, everyone's sword pointed at his neck to Flynn being like, I've had a dream just like everybody else. Like he's singing, just simply begging for his life. Mm -hmm. He says that his dream is to own an island and sit atop big piles of money. So very like sterile, not really passionate. um, Yeah. Nothing like as heartfelt as the other guys shared. So Rapunzel sings about her dream, that is to see the lanterns, As this is happening, Mother Gothel is watching from the window. Mm. And they finish up the song. Like, everyone cheers. They've become friends. I love this song. Again, it has so much charm, and it's so delightful. Yeah. And, you know, Shonis, you can't judge a book by its cover. Everyone has so many layers to them. You never know what what might motivate them. And, yeah, lots of comedic relief in this song. It's a great one. So after the song, the ruffian who was sent to find the guard comes back in and is like, oh, palace guards on their way. So Flynn is like, yoink, Rapunzel, let's go hide behind the bar. <laughs> Zoink. Mm-hmm. So 
they're hiding behind the bar. Flynn sees that the guards also have the Stabbington brothers, so like he really can't be caught right now. And that's mm -hmm. when Hookhand opens a trap door for them to sneak through. And he is like, hey, go live your dream. And Flynn is like, I will. And he's like, I'm not talking to you. Your dream sucks. I'm talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> so they climb through to escape. And that is when Maximus busts into the bar. He starts tracking Flynn's scent. There's this great shot of him like standing on his hind legs and with his front legs like shoves the ruffians out of the way. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, finds the trapdoor escape hatch immediately. And him and the other guards head into it, leaving behind only one teeny tiny little guard to watch the Stabbington brothers. So naturally, they immediately knock him out. On sight. Yeah, free themselves from their cuffs and are like, do we play it safe? Do we go after the crown? Let's go after the crown. Mm -hmm. And this is, of course, overheard by Mother Gothel. So she is putting the pieces together very fast. And that is when this one little ruffian who looks like Cupid, like he's small with the white hair. Shorty. He's, I think, just wearing underwear. Um, and he goes up like to- Like a big safety pin on the <laughs> <Yeah>. side. <laughs> big time, like, cloth diaper vibes over here. Right. And he- saunters over to mother gothel outside the bar and tries to hit on her and she's like oh really and then immediately puts a knife against his nose to force him to tell her where the tunnel lets out mm -hmm. so in the tunnel flynn tells rapunzel she was actually uh pretty impressive back there and she asks where he's from and he's like oh i don't do backstories but i am dying to know about you so he's interested. Mm -hmm. mm. And he says he knows he's not supposed to ask about the hair or her mom. But, you know, if she wants to see the lantern so badly, like, why hasn't she gone out before? And that's when Rapunzel hesitates. And then suddenly the royal guards start running towards them. So they rush through the tunnel just looking for an escape. And they make it to the end where there's like a ladder leading down to the continuation of it. But down there, the Stabbington brothers are waiting. So they have only one option. Rapunzel uses her hair to swing to the other side of the ravine. And as the guards are attacking Flynn, he uses the frying pan for defense, which, you know, again, chef's kiss. It is the multi-purpose cooking, cleaning um, defense yeah. mechanism. <laughs> So then he is in combat with Maximus, who has a knife in his hand, and he knocks the frying pan out of Flynn's hand, which I'm like, you got to get a better grip on it, buddy. Mm -hmm. So to save him, Rapunzel swings her hair back over. He's able to swing off to safety. But Maximus, very haphazardly, kicks this pillar down, which is like fully supporting a dam. You cannot kick a load-bearing pillar down like that but he does and he trots over to them rapunzel swings away followed by flynn as the dam of course explodes so they do manage to like outrun the rushing gushing water and make it to a cave just in time but the mm -hmm. entrance gets blocked by a falling boulder and the cave quickly starts filling up with water oh my god so flynn like tries to 
bust open the entrance. He ends up cutting his hand on this boulder. It's too dark Mm -hmm. to see anything and find a way out. The cave is filling up with water. It's a pretty hopeless situation. And Rapunzel starts crying and says that this is all her fault. She never should have left the tower. She's so sorry. And in what Flynn thinks are his final moments, he actually has a, a moment of vulnerability. And he tells Rapunzel that his real name is Eugene Fitzherbert. Someone might as well know. Mm-hmm. Since he shared a secret with her, she shares with him that she has magic hair that glows when she sings. Then she's like, wait a second. I have magic hair that glows when I sing. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she sings the flower song just before the water reaches the ceiling of the cave and her hair lights up. They are able to see an exit path. They swim down to it, moving rocks out of the way, and they make it out on the other side of the cave. Phew. Mm-hmm. So in the aftermath, Flynn is shocked about the glowing hair, and she tells him it doesn't just glow. And then Pascal is just, like, <laughs> smiling. And Flynn is like, why is he smiling at me? <laughs> yeah. Flynn is like, what's good? So... While all this is happening, Mother Gothel is waiting at the other side of the snuggly duckling because she wants to talk to Rapunzel and Finn. But the Stabbington brothers emerge. She overhears the Stabbington brothers talk about Flynn and the crown, so she comes out um, to show them her satchel. And they draw their swords, but she's like, there's no need for that, and tosses them the satchel with the tiara. And she said she was going to offer them something worth even more. And that's not even the best part. But if that's all they want, then, you know, by all means. So they ask what the best part is. And she says it comes with um, revenge on Flynn Rider. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The amount of layers that Mother Gothel has to this plan is so insane. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. We then go to Rapunzel sitting fireside with Flynn, and she wraps her hair around his injured hand and is like, okay, I need you to not freak out. So she closes her eyes. She sings the flower song, sounding Mm -hmm. beautiful as ever. And Flynn watches as her hair starts to glow. And Pascal, like, points to his hand. So Flynn stares at the hair wrapped around his hand, and when he pulls it back, The cut is gone. What? Because the hair has healing properties. So he starts to like build to a scream and Rapunzel's like, don't freak out. And he's like, I'm not not freaking out. I just was just curious how long your hair has been doing that. And she's like, well, um, forever. My mom says that when I was a baby, people tried to cut it and take it for themselves. But once it's cut, it turns brown and loses its power. Your mother's a liar. Your mother is a dirty little liar, okay? Mm-hmm. And she says that's why mother never let her. I mean, that's why I never left the tower. And I do think that it is Ooh. such like a a smart and compelling choice on Disney's part to make the thing keeping Rapunzel in that tower a mental cage, not a physical one. Because obviously yeah. she could leave at any time. Like Mother Gothel goes out. It seems like quite frequently she like has a pulley system she could 
leave whenever, but it is the mental manipulation and belittling that she has endured her whole life that has kept her trapped. And it's only once there has been something strong enough of a desire for her to motivate her to leave that she actually takes that step to defy what she has been, you know, Mm -hmm. condemned to. Yeah, it's a pretty, like, I mentioned earlier, the moral of the story is pretty hard. Like, it's Mm -hmm. pretty, like, gut-wrenching. I mean, I'm just curious to hear other people's opinions on it. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine I'm over here, like, oh, my God, it was so heartfelt. And other people are like, (laughs) "Um, yeah, it it was tangled. We get it. No, I mean, I think that the general consensus of people who who like this film is that it is very, like, there is a lot of depth to it. And that's why, like, I wouldn't say that it's an underrated film because it has, like, great reviews and also really high audience ratings, too. I just think it's an overlooked film. That's true in the canon because like frozen was such a huge deal and like in my opinion yeah i think lilo and stitch did the sister story better than frozen did Ooh, but Tom. that's just my opinion so because this like has a romantic storyline i feel like people often reduce this movie to just being like oh it's just you know another like princess movie and like then she gets with the guy in the end but i'm like no oh, that's like a disservice to the movie yeah. because there's a lot that happens with her growth over the mm-hmm. course of the film. She has a really beautiful arc, and I don't think it should be discredited just because she also has a romantic storyline. Agreed. But in any case, um, Flynn asks Rapunzel, like, are you seriously still going to go back? And she's like, no. Yes. I mean – it's complicated. And she puts her face in her hands, and we can see Eugene Flynn Rider literally falling in love with her right in front of our very eyes. Mm-hmm. He is so charmed by her. And she's like, So, Eugene Fitzherbert, like, tell me about, you know, your backstory. Ooh. And he says that he was actually an orphan. And there was a book that he used to read about the swashbuckling rogue, Flinnegan Rider, richest man alive, you know, not bad with the ladies either. Rapunzel asks if he was a thief too. And he's like, no, he uh, he actually had enough money to go wherever he wanted. And for a kid with nothing, it just seemed like the better option. And he's like, by the way, you know, you can't really tell anybody about this. You know, it would ruin my reputation. And a fake reputation is all a man has. And <laughs> I do like the the parallels between their kind of like – I mean, we don't know it yet, but Rapunzel also is an orphan of sorts. Like, she doesn't know her Upstart, real family yeah. Um, yeah. just as he, does, he doesn't. But um, – she does, you know, chuckle at his little joke and they share some very sweet eye contact. Also, like in the glow of the fire, set in the scene. So Flynn is feeling some feelings and it's getting a little too vulnerable for him. So he's like, oh, I better go get some more firewood. And as he's on his way into the woods, Rapunzel says that for the record, she likes Eugene Fitzherbert much more than Flynn Rider. Aww so cute and he's like well you'd be the first but thank you I love it it's too good 
So Rapunzel is sitting there kind of like taking it all in. (laughs) Hee hee, ho, 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 just girly things. When Mother Gothel, we see, is standing menacingly behind her. And she finally reveals herself. She like puts on this whole thing. She hugs Rapunzel and she's like, oh my God, how did you find me? And Mother Gothel's like, well, I just listened for the sound of complete and utter betrayal and followed that. Jesus. I do not like her. So she starts pulling Rapunzel (laughs) home, but Rapunzel's like that she doesn't understand. She's been on this incredible journey. She's learned so much and she even met someone. Oh my God. Yeah. And Mother Gothel's like, oh, I saw the like, wanted poster like he's a criminal (laughs) and she's like i think he really likes me and mother gothel just shuts her down completely she's like this is why you never should have left you've invented this romance in your head like why would he like you come on don't be a dummy come with mummy and She's doing the the gaslighting and the mm. the girl bossing and the gatekeeping. The gatekeeping, yeah. <laughs> and Rapunzel tells her no. She's like, I don't want to come with you. Yeah, she's finally standing up for herself. And Mother Gothel's like, I see how it is. Rapunzel knows best. <laughs> Rapunzel's so mature now. And then she pulls out the satchel and reveals. The stolen tiara. Yeah. And she's like, this is why he's really here. Don't let him deceive you. Give him the crown like you'll see it for yourself. This is like, is this a mother knows best reprise? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like singing, obviously, to her and says that if he's such a dream boat, go and put him to the test. And if he's lying, don't come crying. Mother knows best. And off she goes. She leaves the satchel and the tiara with Rapunzel to make the choice herself. Mother Gothel giving the performance of a lifetime. I know. As master manipulator. (laughs) It's crazy. And for the Oscar in the category of master (laughs) manipulator. Mother Gothel. (laughs) Oh, it's so menacing. And like. The way that she's like, oh, my God, can you you think that he would actually like you? Like, look at you just demeaning her like crazy. Oh, right. Because I really wanted to. I kind of this is make this does make for a less interesting character. But I was Mm -hmm. curious to see if it would be more like she's really harsh, but she loves her. Uh. But she doesn't really love her. No. She's just selfish. Like, so so selfish. Yeah. You would think that after, like, 18 years, she would form some sort of, like, right genuine bond or, like, I don't, something. But no, she just views Rapunzel as, like, means to an end. Yeah. Completely. So Rapunzel is left feeling down, conflicted. Right. You know, torn apart. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And Flynn starts coming back with the firewood, and he's like, hey, quick question. Uh, Do you think I'll get super strength in my hand from your hair? Because, like, that would be great. (laughs) And Rapunzel is, like, with her back facing him, and he asks if she's okay. And she turns around, no crown in sight, no satchel in sight. And she's like, yeah, I was just – I was just lost in thought. That's all. Oh, Rapunzel. (sighs) 
the doubt is creeping in. She then like sits with Flynn. He continues talking about super strength. And we see like we pan over to see that she's hidden the crown and the satchel like behind a tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Stabbington brothers and Mother Gothel are watching from the bushes. And like the brothers want to like get up and go after Flynn. But she says, have patience. All good things come to those who wait. Mm-mm-mm. So in the morning, Flynn wakes up to Maximus just snarling at him <laughs> and dragging him. And Rapunzel wakes up. She pulls Flynn out of his grasp. And Rapunzel actually gets Maximus to like sit. She's like, drop the boot because he, he has uh, Flynn's boot in his mouth. And – she like turns him into a little puppy, yeah. Which is I just found so funny, and I was wondering if it was because he recognized her as royalty, and he's a royal horse. Oh, I never thought about that. Maybe he also looks at Pascal on her head, and I was like, does he think that's a crown? Like I wasn't sure if that was. Oh, meant I to thought he was just like intimidated by Pascal because he's like, oh, maybe, maybe sit down. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I I mean, I just kind of saw this as a testament to Rapunzel's emotional uh, intelligence. And, like, it's clear that yeah. she connects with people very easily and quickly, which right, is like surprising. Yeah, given that she has never had a chance to interact with other people. But because she is such, like, yeah. a pure, genuine soul, um, mm-hmm. I think it's really easy for her to connect with, like, the good in other people as well. Right, right. So she immediately – gets along swimmingly with Maximus and tells him that he must be tired from chasing the bad man around <laughs> and just like gives him praise. And then she asked Maximus not to have Flynn arrested for just the next 24 hours because it is a really big day for her. And, you know, it's her birthday. Just saying. <laughs> the way she says that is so yeah. cute. She's like, also, it's like kind of my birthday. <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so Maximus and Flynn shake on it. And then I think Maximus, like, kicks him. He does. <laughs> Gives a little kick. <laughs> oh, again, we have another great character with comedic timing and effect with no lines. Yeah. Frozen could never, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the Frozen bashing continues. I don't hate Frozen, just for the I'll record. I have to see it, dude. I really have to see it now to compare. I also, like, I saw it – I didn't see it, like, in theaters when it initially came out. I think my family, like, yeah. went without me or something. So I – Rude. <laughs> yeah. I already knew – had some of the plot, like, spoiled for me before I saw it because it was, like, all over Tumblr. It was insane. Mm-hmm. So I watched it a little bit later and I was just like, that's it? Like, I feel like it was so overhyped that mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, wah-wah. But right. – it has some good music. It has some really beautiful moments, but it just does not hit emotionally for me the way that Tangled and some other Disney movies do. Yeah. But I, I think I it's worth you. a watch for sure. I think people really, especially kids, really like the music. Yes. Yeah. Because I was a nanny around this time as well. Right. Uh, right. So it was frozen all day, every day. And then Moana came out and I was like, thank God, something new. He calls me. (laughs) Classic. All right, where are we? Oh, yes. So, very exciting. 
they're finally going into the kingdom. Wow. And they like walk through the kingdom, Maximus and Flynn, they're they're having their little spats in the background. And it's like hustling and bustling. There's people all around. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like a market where people are trading stuff. Little town square. Yeah. It's also decorated for the Lantern Festival tonight. Right. And like people keep stepping on Rapunzel's hair. So Flynn helps her pick it all up. And they notice some little girls like braiding each other's hair. And they see Rapunzel's hair and they're like, oh my God. So (laughs) (laughs) the little girls braid her hair into this like beautiful, thick, fat braid, like covered with flowers. Yeah, it's like a Dutch braid. Yeah. Gorgeous. Looks so good. If I have always wanted to do um a Rapunzel Halloween costume. Dude, and yes. get like Dude. And get like tons of extensions to do like the big braid like that. You should be um you should be Rapunzel and I could be after the haircut. Oh my god, before and after. True. Yeah. <gasps> we just need some cast iron skillets. Yeah. And a little tiny chameleon right. toy, and then the purple dresses. Perfect. There we go. Yeah. Because I always wanted to do a couple's costume, like Rapunzel and Flynn. Yeah. And I was actually talking to my boyfriend the other day about this movie, and he was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while, because like my ex always used to say that we were Rapunzel and Flynn, and I was like, damn it! Damn <laughs> it! <laughs> did he date a blonde before he did. you? Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Come on, Matt. Come on. I was like, can you just erase your memories of that? Right, right. And right. Then we can do this couple's costume, but no. It's Can't fine. I wash your brain? I'm gonna brainwash you. I'm like, you existed before you met me and dated other people. I'm disgusted. I'm appalled. How dare? How dare you how have dare? How dare you have memories BC before Christina? That's crazy to me. <laughs> before the common Christina. <laughs> okay yeah anyways so she has this beautiful braid flynn is swooning he's like oh my god she's so beautiful and even maximus looks at him and is like all right i'm seeing what she's seeing i know that you like her so they're like waiting in line for some bread rapunzel sees this beautiful mosaic of the king and queen and the princess and people go to like put flowers down in front of it and say oh it's for the lost princess and little does she know, she is looking at a mural of herself. As a baby. Crazy. So she then gets distracted by some musicians and she starts dancing and pulling all the townspeople to join her. Everybody is dancing. She like motions to Flynn to join her, but he says no until Maximus shoves him in. Mm-hmm. He goes, he ends up dancing with all the people. And then we have this like montage where Flynn buys Rapunzel a little sun flag that is like decorated all through the kingdom. Yeah. She also draws this like beautiful mural on the ground with the purple flowers and the sun emblem. Uh, We see Rapunzel and Flynn hide from some palace guards while they eat some cupcakes. They go to the library and look at world maps. And then the dance ends with Rapunzel and Flynn joining up in Uh, the center. Just getting thrown together face to face. Oh, it's so good. And like the song, the song that's playing in the background, Kingdom Dance, is like so fun. I love that song. Oh, yeah. So we go to the river. Uh, Can I just say? (laughs) Yes. love a romantic boat ride i love being on the water absolutely if there's one thing about me you should know 
Mm-hmm. I love a boat, a pontoon, a rowboat, a kayak. Any um, sort of water vessel. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Speedboat, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Steamboat. So <laughs> Flynn takes Rapunzel out onto the river. He like gives Maximus a bag of apples to occupy him. And he's like, I'm going to get you the best view for the lanterns. For the best day of your life. <laughs> and on the water, Rapunzel does admit to Flynn that she is terrified. She's like, what if the lights aren't everything I've ever dreamed they'd be? And it is a very big moment. Yeah. Like, when you think about the gravity of the event that they're about to see, like, totally. she has been cooped up her entire life. Finally, she makes it out to see the the best thing she's ever known. Mm-hmm. It is always very interesting to me that like precipice between something you've always wanted and just getting it. Yeah. And it's like the, will you like actively do it or will you be like, I'm too afraid to try mm-hmm. type of thing. But she says this to Flynn and he tells her, you know, they will be. And she's like, what if they aren't? And he tells her that that's the good part. She'd get to find a new dream. I'm like, Eugene! <laughs> Eugene! Oh my god, it kills me. He's so cute. And like the way he's looking at her, I'm like, you gotta stop. You gotta stop it right now. You're a cartoon. <laughs> that's, that's a cartoon. That is yeah. illegal. So we then go over to the king and queen. They are getting ready for the ceremony. They also, I didn't realize until this watch round, have no lines. They never speak in the whole movie. They are non-speaking characters. Yeah. Yep. They were like, let's save a little money, honey. You know yeah. how expensive this animation was? They're like, you know what? These ones are going to speak through their eyes, and that's enough for us. So so the king and queen, they're getting ready for the ceremony. He is tearful. She wipes the tears from his face. Oh. They go out onto the balcony, send the first lantern into the sky, which are then followed by hundreds more. We zoom out. Rapunzel and Flynn are on the water, and he... Such a small moment, but very underrated. He's, like, holding flowers for her to, like, place in the water. And he's just, like, looking at her like, wow, I'm so in love. Ah. So she then sees the reflection of the first lantern in the water. Right. And she, like, glances up as all of the lanterns start floating into the sky. And Mm -hmm. the most beautiful song I've maybe ever heard. I see the light starts playing. It's like a beautiful melody. Yeah. She sings about like all those days watching from the window, all those years outside looking in. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful song. Oh, it's gorgeous. And Mandy Moore has this. I just got to talk about her voice work for a second. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because she has this delightfully light voice. It's very sweet and just so it's so like youthful and genuine Mm -hmm. it's so clear it like rings like a bell you know exactly exactly because there are moments where i mean she's wielding a skillet the entire movie like she is a powerful person yeah but there are also she is the most um like warm and attentive Mm -hmm. and i think that mandy moore's voice really captures that i also love her voice just on like um this is us and stuff like she has a really clear voice. So mm-hmm. um, I thought it was just a great, a great pick. And then her voice when she sings, it's chef's kiss. Yeah. 
gorgeous, so gorgeous. And it matches like the light, like instrumental that we hear as well. Definitely. So Rapunzel like rushes to the edge of the gondola to watch all the lanterns raise into the air. And like I get chills and I cry almost every time I watch this movie at this point just because it's so beautiful and she's watching in awe at the beauty. She then turns around to see that Flynn has two lit lanterns for them to float into the sky. That's illegal. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So thoughtful. It's so cute. (laughs) So she's like, oh, I have something for you too. And she pulls out the satchel and says that she would have given it to him before, but she was just scared. But she's not anymore. You know what I mean? And he says, I'm starting to. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Let's get the bill. <laughs> per. He mm, then, like, that was too good. It's simply too good. <laughs> so he then also like pushes the satchel away to the side. She's like, that's not important right now. He hands her her lantern, and they float theirs up into the sky, and Flynn <sighs> starts singing about, you know, all those days chasing down a daydream, living in a blur, and then he sings, now she's here, shining in the starlight. Now mm. she's here. So he is just totally in awe of her. And says, if she's here, it's crystal clear. I'm where I'm meant to go. And they sing the chorus together as the lanterns are floating all around them. And it is pure magic. Like, it is absolute beauty. Like, this is animation excellence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned this earlier in the episode, but it's, like, watching it now, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm watching a movie from, what was it, like, 10 years ago? Yeah. Thirteen. That's thirteen years crazy. ago. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy insane. But it doesn't feel that dated. It feels so. It's still so gorgeous. Because mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about how you you've told me like you cry at the scene. Yeah. Like it's very. And I felt really emotional. I didn't cry, but mm-hmm. I did find it to be incredibly beautiful. Like I was really excited for this scene because of our conversations before, mm-hmm. and it definitely lived up to that. Oh, did this so win good. best animated? It wasn't even nominated. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I am done. Yeah, I'm done. It's insane. It will. It that came out in a year. It came out in a year where there are a lot of other anime movies. Like Toy Story three came out this year as well, and that like. Oh my god! I didn't even want. I, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? One yeah. and two, sure. Sure. Three? Are you joking? <laughs> yeah. This did. I'm pretty sure it didn't even get nominated. Let me see. Let me fact check this real quick. Fact check. Okay, I'll tell you the nominees. There were only three, which is weird because usually it's five. Yeah, what? The nominees were The Illusionist, How to Train Your Dragon, and Toy Story 3. How to Train Your Dragon? How to Train Your Dragon, brother? (laughs) I think that one won, too. Toy Story 3 won. Okay, Toy Story yeah. 3. Dang. Yeah. That's couldn't, easy. Couldn't even throw Tangled a nomination. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yeah. The Academy said, women's stories, they don't matter. But 
That's nothing new. But they said, how to train your dragon, <laughs> Andy, Buzz. Whatever. I don't yeah, know what the illusionist is about. But in any case, this scene is deserving of five million Oscars. Five Oscars. In my heart. All the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as all this magic is swirling around them, Flynn brushes Rapunzel's hair behind her ear. He starts pulling her face in to kiss her when he notices the Stabbington brothers on the shore waiting for him. That's crazy. Yeah. So she, you know, was leaning in for a kiss. So she asks, you know, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, of course. I just... Then he paddles them to the shore and he's like, everything is fine. There's just something I have to take care of. I'll be right back. And then he picks up the satchel and heads off into the darkness. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So what does Flynn do? He goes over to the Stabbington brothers and gives them the crown. He says, like, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. But instead of just taking the crown like they wanted, Mm -hmm. they tell him that they know he's found something more valuable than the crown. They want her. (gasps) I know. Mm -hmm. And this is insane because it's like Mother Gothel set this up. Mm -hmm. She is bad. She's so bad. Yeah. She's like the worst. Yeah. Anyways. There's so many twists and turns and double crossings in this plan of hers. So many. So Rapunzel sees a figure coming toward her, and it's at first she thinks it's Flynn or Eugene, as she's wont to call him, <laughs> but it is the Stabbington brothers. And she says she thought he was going to leave her, like before she can see who they are. And then the brothers say he did. And they motion over to a boat across the water with Flynn, who is, like, driving the boat away. Like, he's captaining the boat. Yeah. And so the brothers tell Rapunzel that they traded the crown for the girl with the magic hair. And Sideburns asks Rapunzel how much she thinks someone would pay to stay young and healthy forever. And they start pulling at her hair, and Rapunzel runs away. And Mother Gothel calls out to her, And then Rapunzel, like, turns back and she sees that Mother Gothel has knocked out the Stabbington brothers. Hmm. Questions. Hmm. Questions. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that old lady could totally do that. Yeah. And, of course, Rapunzel is in a vulnerable state. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, like, how did you find me here? And... She's like, oh, well, I followed you, and when I saw them attack you, I intervened. You know, let's just come with me before they wake up. And she looks out one last time to see Flynn's boat in the distance and then runs to Mother Gothel and just cries no. in her arms and tells her that she was right the whole time. No. Oh, Rapunzel. Yeah, I, I must ask as a first-time viewer – when you saw Flynn sailing off, did you think that he had double-crossed her? So I didn't because of his body language. Mm. 
Because when she looks off into the distance and he's, like, captaining the boat, I'm like, he looks so stiff. Like, I yeah. honestly thought it was, uh, like, a stuffed scarecrow like type thing. Yeah. yeah. And then when I, upon closer inspection, yeah, <laughs> it made sense to me. Yes. Yeah. I also, when I watched it for the first time, thought that it was, like, uh, like a mannequin type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So... We cut over to the boat where we see that, in fact, they have tied Flynn to the steering wheel? I don't know what it's called, what dude. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. The fucking uh, – it, it probably it. has a different name than a steering wheel because that just sounds too modern. The steering wheel on a boat is called – The helm. Is the helm? That's what it says. It says most boaters refer to it simply as the helm. Ah. This, refer- this refers to the wheel, tiller, toggle, or any part of the console right. that helps you steer the boat. There we go. That makes sense. Or a ship's wheel. There you go. Sure. So he's he's tied to the helm. And uh, they also have tied the crown to his hand. And the boat just like crashes into the castle wall. The guards see Flynn with the crown. He wakes up. He's like, Rapunzel, like, where am I? Mm -hmm. And they immediately arrest him because they have caught him (laughs) red-handed. They arrest him. The crown. On sight. (laughs) Yeah. And luckily, Maximus does see him being arrested and he rushes off to save the day. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it just goes from bad to worse, honestly. Yeah. Flynn is held in a prison cell when a guard comes in and he's just like, let's get this over with. And I don't know if it's at this point or later on, but he Flynn goes, oh. And I'm like, the are gallows? we referencing execution right now? Absolutely. It's insane. The subtlety was really clever for a kid's Mm -hmm. movie, but it was pretty jarring. Like, I didn't expect them to do that. Right, yeah. And this – I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but this is the first um, Disney princess movie that was PG. Right. Because it has references to, like, mortality and death. And also, later on, we do see some blood. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, that is what got it its PG rating. Yeah. Nothing really having to do – like – with kissing or anything like that it's it's no. really actually the the violence you know, yeah. yeah the violence for <laughs> real yeah so we go back to the tower where mother gothel is taking the flowers out of rapunzel's hair and she's like why don't i make you some hazelnut soup and rapunzel is sulking on her bed and that's when in order to quote unquote comfort her but I really think just make her feel worse Mother Mm -hmm. Gothel tells her that she tried to warn her the world is a selfish and cruel place and it when it sees like the slightest ray of sunlight it tries to destroy it so after she leaves Rapunzel opens up her cloth from the town that Flynn got her um, and she lays it down on her bed and then she looks up and she sees these motifs from all the murals she's painted over the years. She sees a sun here and another sun there and another one over here and another one in that painting. And then she has this monumental flashback to being a little bebe in the castle before she was kidnapped. And she finally realizes that she is the lost princess. Yeah. Also, I thought that the choice to, um, 
like take all of like her braid out and take the flowers out not only is it so that like Rapunzel has no more reminders of like mm-hmm. being outside but also it takes away her mobility like the one thing that allowed her to <gasps> shoot I didn't even freely think about that is having her hair up that's really sad that is yeah. very sad I was thinking also her personality mm-hmm. yeah I'm honestly surprised she lets her paint her room right you would think that yeah. she would want to but I guess it's like a fine balance of like how much like she has to allow her to have a little bit of right freedom and and expression mm-hmm. otherwise she will act out but if you give her like just enough to keep her satisfied you know yeah <sighs> so we cut back to the prison where Flynn is getting dragged to his execution and he actually ends up like because he as he's walking past all the cells he sees the Stabbington brothers so he like busts out and like knocks out the guards real quick and he pulls one of the brothers up to like the bars of the cell and he's like how did you know about her and he's like it wasn't us it was the old lady and he's like old lady (gasps) rapunzel's in trouble because he knows that it's mother gothel that they were talking about right so mother gothel then heads up to rapunzel's room asking if she's all right and rapunzel emerges and is like I'm the lost princess. And Mother Gothel is like, Rapunzel, how many times have I told you that I hate the mumbling? Speak up. And Rapunzel says, with conviction, Ah. I'm the lost princess, aren't I? Did I mumble, Mother, if I can even call you that? Mm. And Mother Gothel is like, oh, don't be ridiculous. But Rapunzel pushes her away. And Mother Gothel says, everything I ever did was to protect you. But Rapunzel pushes past her and says she spent her whole life hiding from people who would use her for her power when she should have been hiding from you. It's a great moment. I love to see Rapunzel taking charge. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? Abducted, the Carlina White story starring Kiki Palmer. I have not even heard of that before. It's fully a Lifetime movie. And it's about, like, a baby abducted at birth and raised by the woman who took her. Wow. Who, like, she was in the hospital. She dressed up as a nurse and she stole the baby. Oh, my gosh. Pretty wild. But, yeah, it starts Kiki Palmer as the the girl who was abducted. And go see it. I mean, if you're in the mood for that type of movie, it is sad. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff is so freaky to me or like the babies who get like switched at the hospital and then people take home like a different baby. I'm like – Right. Because then also it's like your identity of the person who loved you the most Mm -hmm. is – I guess if if it was an honest mistake like that, it's a little bit different. But you have like then severed or maybe just are never able to have that Mm -hmm. bond you would have had with your biological parent. Yeah. Um, which is like a sad thing to miss out on, and in the fa- in the in the situation of like an abduction, mm-hmm. the person who you trusted most is actually your cap, someone who deceived you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's like so so messed up. Yeah, God, what a mind fuck. Right, years <sighs> of therapy, absolutely. So Mother Gothel asks Rapunzel where she plans to go because Finn won't be there. Finn, who the fuck is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> who the fuck is so, that? <laughs> so Mother Gothel asks Rapunzel where she plans to go 
because Flynn won't be there for her because he's going Mm. to be what? Hanged for his crimes. Crazy. Yeah. So Rapunzel is, you know, rightly horrified. Yeah. And Mother Gothel says that all of this is as it should be, and she goes to pat her head. But Rapunzel stops her hand. Yes, ma'am. Before it touches her head and says she was wrong about the world and wrong about her, and she will never let her use her hair again. Mm-hmm. So Rapunzel starts to leave, and Mother Gothel, in the most sickening, insidious way, goes, you want me to be the bad guy? Fine. I'll be the bad guy. So while that's going on, Flynn is being dragged off by the guards when he notices a tiny, teeny, tiny ceramic (laughs) unicorn. Boom. The doors suddenly slam shut. And the guy in the freaking, like, diaper and big safety pin, (laughs) um, what's his name? It's, like, Trotty or Toady. Oh, I I don't know. I just always – I called him the Cupid Ruffian. I'm like, Ruffian, what a great word. I know. I agree. Thugs and Ruffians. I'm like, what else? What else do we got? (laughs) Shorty. Oh, there we go. His name is Shorty. And he – looks through the peephole of the, like, door that he closed to the execution room, and he's like, what's the password? (laughs) And in the meantime, Hook Hand captures one guard. The other guard is pulled into a room, and then one last ruffian comes in and hits the last guard with a frying pan to knock him out. Classic. That's why you got to have the frying pan with the costume, okay? Yeah. I mean, honestly, this movie just really makes – because I don't have a cast iron – but I'm like, you gotta get one. I gotta invest for the for physical sure. comedy and the self protection. Yeah, and the well seasoned steaks. <laughs> That's the other reason. <laughs> or in my case, the well seasoned tofu. Yes. <laughs> We're done here. Tie me up. Okay. So other guards do burst through the door, but Flynn manages to run off. And while they're like, <laughs> I love how they incorporate this again. One of the, like, thugs from the bar who was like, I really want to be a mime. He, yeah. like, is back <laughs> here right now miming to distract the guards. And Van Flynn makes it to the courtyard where there are a hundred other guards just, like, start storming over to him. Um, so Hookhand tells him to head down, arms in, knees apart. And he is just seesawed out of there. I honestly can't. I'm like reading this in disbelief because I don't remember this exact part. Maybe I like look down to type really quick. But oh my God. Yeah, they fucking like catapult him out of the castle walls. Because he's like. That's crazy. Why knees apart? And then the giant ruffian like lands on the <sighs> other end. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But. He does land on Maximus on the other side of the palace wall, and it turns out Maximus is the one who brought them there. So he cares. He cares mostly about, you know, Rapunzel, but he cares. Mm -hmm. And Flynn is like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Maybe this whole time we've just been misunderstanding each other. And Maximus just, like, stares at him. And Flynn's like, yeah, you're right. Just let's go. Let's go. (laughs) I love how he tries to take this moment to, like, have a heart-to-heart. And Maximus is like, brother. (laughs) 
<laughs> we got places to be. All right. So the guards are just on their tail, but Maximus literally jumps off the palace through the kingdom mm-hmm. into the woods. Like he is blasting. Yeah. He is blasting through I've it. I've never seen a horse do parkour before, and yet here we are. Right, and yet. <laughs> and yeah, today this, I did. Yeah. This scene reminds me a lot of um, Ella Enchanted, how like the – ogres and the giants and all like get together to save ella from yeah the cell yeah yeah so maximus and flynn arrive at the tower he calls down for rapunzel to let down her hair and she doesn't answer at first but then the hair does come flying down so he climbs up it into the tower where rapunzel is going no no because she has been tied up with her mouth covered, mm. and Mother Gothel goes behind Flynn and stabs him in the <gasps> side with her dagger. Damn. Yeah. So she says that their secret will die with Flynn, and they will go where nobody will find her ever again. And she starts dragging Rapunzel away. Pascal, who there's like a little line in the beginning that insinuates that mother gothel doesn't know about pascal because she's like oh quick before she sees you like she makes pascal hide so he has like come out of the shadows to help rapunzel he like bites mother gothel but she just kicks him away and rapunzel manages to like get her mouth free and says that she won't stop fighting for the rest of her life for her freedom but if she lets her save flynn and she will go <sighs> with her willingly. Oh, no. And Flynn is like, no, dude. No. Don't. Like, just go, like, leave. Uh, he yeah. just wants her to have a good life. But Rapunzel is like, just let me heal him. And I will stay with you forever, just like you want. I'll never complain, I promise. So Mother Gothel gives in. But shackles Flynn to a beam in the room so he doesn't follow them. So he'll just die of starvation then? That's literally what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, uh, all right? Yeah. But maybe she knows that they're – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think she knows that they're coming probably. Probably, That's why she's putting her in the dungeon. Um, And so Rapunzel rushes over to him and looks at the wound. Spoiler alert, it's bad. Yeah. And – He keeps refusing her hair and says, like, I can't let you do this. And she's like, I can't let you die. But he says, if she does this, then she'll die because she won't have a life. And she's had her taste. She's had her taste of just being being alive. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true, though. You can't go back after that. Yeah, I agree. And she tells him it's all right and holds his face. And he tucks her hair behind her ears and tells her to wait. And then he pulls out a shard of glass from the broken mirror and in one fell swoop, chops her hair off for good. And it turns brown. Mother Gothel freaks out out and just starts grabbing at the hair but the magic is gone and suddenly 
all the years of repressed aging, just they catch up to her and she stumbles around. Pascal, Pascal commits manslaughter, trips her. He absolutely does. (laughs) Trips her with Rapunzel's hair and she just falls out of the tower and shatters into dust. Just ashes. It's it's wild. Like that moment when he cut her hair, I remember being in the theater and everybody gasped. How old are you? 14? Probably. I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. Man. I saw a TikTok recently that was like, I get like, it's great that Flynn, you know, cut her hair and saved her life. But I would be so pissed if he cut it that short on me because <laughs> it, it is a short bob. And it's also implied that it doesn't grow anymore. Right. Because later on, yeah. they're like, I bet what you're wondering is, did we get married? And she has short hair still. Mm-hmm. Very short. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't even get it trimmed. I was like, you don't want to trim it? You don't want to, you don't want to like, yeah, get that trimmed up. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but it's a it's a crazy moment. The magic is gone. Rapunzel rushes to Flynn because he is still dying of his stab wound. He is on his last breaths, and she tries to like sing and put his hand to her hair, but it doesn't work anymore. And in Aww. Flynn's last moments, he tells Rapunzel, "You were my new dream." Oh. Come on. How can you not nominate that? Right? And she cries and she says, you were mine. So she holds him as he dies. She's crying and softly singing the flower song. And this song, like, we hear it multiple times throughout the whole movie. But, like, it is sorrowful in this moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a teardrop falls onto his face and we see once it touches his skin it turns golden as it's absorbed and his wound starts glowing gold and then we see this like sunlight start swirling all around them making the shape of the flower because the magic is in Rapunzel (gasps) it's in her (sighs) so Flynn is healed he is alive once again And he says with his first new breath, (laughs) did I ever tell you I have a thing for brunettes? Unbelievable. And so she jumps into his arms and hugs him and she actually pulls him in and they finally kiss. Aww. So we go back to the kingdom and the king and queen rush to the palace doors where Rapunzel and... Flynn or Eugene, whatever you'd like to call him, mm-hmm. are waiting for them. And Rapunzel gets to really meet her parents for the first time. Yeah. And she's just the spitting image of her mother. It's a really beautiful reunion. And they all embrace. First she embraces her mom and then her dad joins the group hug. And then the queen holds out her hand to Flynn and he like – puts his hand on hers and she (laughs) brings him right into the group hug and they all embrace each other. It's beautiful. And even despite the fact that the the parents have no lines, like they they tell the whole story with their eyes. Oh, it's emoting. Yeah. It's emoting. (laughs) 
can I just say? Mm-hmm. So the ending, we have another little monologue from Mr. Flynn Rider, Eugene Fitzherbert. He says, well, you can imagine what happened next. The kingdom rejoiced for the lost princess had returned. The party lasted an entire week, and I honestly don't remember most of it. And I was like, wow, implying alcohol? Crazy. Yeah. He says, dreams came true all over the place. We see that uh, Hook Hand went on to become the most famous concert pianist in the world. And like that other ruffian did end up finding true love. And thanks to Maximus, crime disappeared overnight. And we see he is now in charge of the Royal Guard and they all have frying pans. <laughs> and Pascal, he never changed. And we see him like love. playing with the, the little girls who were doing the hair braiding. At last, Rapunzel was home, and she finally had a real family. She was a princess worth waiting for. Beloved by all, she led the kingdom with all the wisdom and grace that her parents did before her. And as for me, well, I started going by Eugene again, stopped thieving, and turned it all around. But I know what the big question is, did Rapunzel and I ever get married? Well, I'm pleased to tell you that after years and years of asking and asking, I finally said yes. <laughs> and she goes, Eugene. And he's like, all right, I asked her. And we're living happily ever after. Yes, we are. And that's Tangled, baby. Woo. <laughs> I had a blast. I thought this was a great movie. Oh, I'm so glad. I would have been so sad if you were like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> no, I, I watched it and I was like, damn, I guess this came out. Um, I think this was like kind of the first one. Um, no, maybe Tiana was because I didn't see I, – I need to see The Princess and the Frog before I go to New Orleans. Yeah. But I didn't see that. Like I didn't see Tangled or Brave or – Moana, for that matter, because that was kind of the time where I was like a teenager. Right. So I wasn't really seeking them out. And I, I don't typically seek out animated movies, but after seeing Tangled, I am really curious to see those. Yeah. Because I do think that the newer ones, they've incorporated, um, I guess, like a more modern feel without sacrificing. Mm -hmm. The Disney feel. Definitely. So I thought that this was a really great balance. Yeah, I think so. And because um, I think that like the Disney animated movies have fared a lot better in um, kind of keeping longevity compared to DCOMs because the yeah. like princess or just animated movies in general often have a lot of humor for adults too that is peppered in that will kind of like fly yeah. over the heads of um, – of children, whereas DCOMs are really like we are child focused, so Let's it's not watch something a you know that it's a it's not something that like can really age with you. But yeah, with I think movies like Tangled or Moana or Brave, Frozen, etc., you can still watch them as an adult and see them through child eyes, but also appreciate how right. good they are through adult eyes too, because mm -hmm. they do pick compelling stories. They do have beautiful animation and really heartfelt moments and also great moments of humor too. Right. So yeah, it was quite balanced and I really appreciated the 
obviously I've never been trapped in a tower, right? Mm-hmm. We know the story of Rapunzel, but the way that they made Mother Gothel, it really mm-hmm. did speak to like childhood trauma. Oh, yeah. And that a- adult figure who pretends to have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. but takes you down. And I mean, that could be anyone. It could be an adult. Yeah. It could be like a bully. It could be a f- someone who you think is a friend and they aren't. Like, I really, I thought that was quite clever. Mm-hmm. And the comedy that you mentioned, the writing, I just thought it was all very fluid um, coupled with the gorgeous animation. Yeah. It really is stunning and it it blows my mind that it wasn't nominated because it's such a visually beautiful movie and yeah, like we talked about earlier, like I really like that the the obstacle that Rapunzel has to overcome is a mental one. Yeah. Because she has been belittled and manipulated and put down mm-hmm. her whole life. And through this movie, we watch her gain a sense of self-worth. We watch her, you know, gain courage. Not that she wasn't courageous before, but really get to act on it. Right. And um, put herself out there and try new things and connect with people. And I think it's such a beautiful arc. And Rapunzel is such a compelling sweet kind character that shows so many beautiful moments of vulnerability i definitely agree i mean was i enthralled by the love romance connection with her and eugene absolutely yeah (laughs) absolutely Absolutely i was (laughs) I also just loved Pasquale. I mean, we talked about this, but the non-speaking characters, who do we have? We have Pasquale and Maximus, and then her parents, mm-hmm. and I guess some of the thugs and ruffians. Yeah. But it was definitely, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the contrast, too, of her not having anyone to talk to and her closest confidant being someone who couldn't speak mm-hmm. was really – fun yeah. to see because it just kind of played into the idea of her being so shut in but being mm-hmm. so full of life because they yeah. could have had an imaginary friend or something like a godmother or I don't know something else that had a speaking role but uh I think that it was smart to keep it a silent friend and I really liked it yeah, it's really it's a really strong statement to see that some of the characters that she connects with the fastest and most immediately are the voiceless as she has been right, voiceless right. her whole life. Right. The uh, layers, the layers. The freaking layers, <laughs> man. Wow. Well, with that being said, shall we rate her up? Who? I'm like leaning towards 8.5 or 9. I mean, for me, it's a 10, always. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I didn't know you loved it that much. That's awesome. It's 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 one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a great film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I have no notes. This is a perfect movie. (laughs) It's done. Yeah. (laughs) Kicking off animated April strong. Yeah. With a freaking bang. I'm so excited. I'm glad we Mm -hmm. finally got to do it because we talked about doing it last year, but we just couldn't fit it in the schedule. So Did we do Animated April last year? Oh, not last year. Two years ago when when we did Animated April. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we have some stuff in Mm -hmm. store for you. Yeah. And we're not just doing uh, all Disney. We got a little little something extra for you. So super exciting. Mm -mm -mm. 
Yeah, if you'd like to watch Tangled, it is, of course, available on Disney+. Plus. Yes, in the U.S. as well. And if you would like to follow us on the social media, you can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod or on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. You can also follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us, and you can send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And also to remind you that our Titanic episode is out now on Patreon. So head on over if you are interested in that supersized ep. Supersized is the keyword here. (laughs) So much rhetoric, so much to talk about. Yeah. I'm so glad I saw this like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, true. (laughs) Because if I hadn't, (laughs) I would be going through it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited for you guys to hear the episode, so check out our Patreon. The link is in the bio. You can also go to Patreon and search Movies That Raised Us. I'm sure we'll come up. So with that being said, I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.